we're ready to go. From the studios of Merkaz Yisrael of the Reen Park, the Weiss Entertainment Network presents Sunday night out in the Tanakh. Uh, tonight, tonight's, tonight's share will be, one second, as always, tonight's share is Prophetic Vision in the 21st Century, the message of Nevi'im Rishonim, the story of the Book of Shoftim. The series will focus on how Shmuel Hanavi, the author of the Book of Shoftim, sent us many messages for our time. Uh, the series is dedicated in memory of Rabbi Rachmiel ben Aromer. Um, tonight, uh, it's the last day of Kaddish. We'll also say this year in memory of Pinchas Yol ben Yerachmiel Tzvi. It's the last uh, night of Kaddish. Uh, tonight, 11 months are up. So we'll, we'll say in his name also. Um, um, I want to um, uh, thank to Moshe. Uh, Moshe sent me a vort from his father that related to something that we were discussing last week about Gidon. So I want to I want to share I want to share this idea with you. Uh, it's a beautiful idea um, that Harav Yerachmiel Harav Yerachmiel Ben Aramir said uh, in in his lifetime. We know he was really a, a great darshan. So, he, so we mentioned last week uh, when Gidon went to battle. So, so the Novi tells us that it was early in the morning, right? They, that that when he was about to begin his mission, it was Vayash came. It was to it was to wake up early, um, and, and Vayash came is always a a, a sign. Uh, if one, uh, Rabbi Friedlander pointed out the word Vayash came is used as a code word for doing something against your inner feelings. Doing something extraordinary, it is a code word that shows the inner workings of the person's mind. We see this by Abraham, when Hashem told him to kill his son, by Ashkem Abraham Baboker. Abraham woke up early in the morning. Of course, he didn't want to kill his son, but he had to get up in the morning to do it anyway. And the word by Ashkem is used. When Shmuel cried all night, to Hashem to not take away the kingship from Shoal, who Shmuel loved. Shmuel got up in the morning anyway to go and do it. By Hashkem, Shmuel Baboker. When Hashem punishes Am Yisrael because of their sin with the golden calf, Moshe then went up for the second 40 days. Again, the idea of Vayashkem Moshe Baboker. Here too, Gidon was nervous. If Hashem was truly with him, uh, would he defeat his enemies? But he still woke up in the morning and Gidon Baboker. So we see that the word Vayashkem is always used in that context of not just in not just in the classic sense that we mean it's Zerizus, it's a it represents alacrity that a person is jumping and running to do the mitzvah, but it's it's that acceptance of the will of Hashem, even though it may be somewhat against what their normal nature is, certainly when Avram was told to go to Akedah Sitzkla, so we're going to mention in this week's part, and all in next, it's all in next week's part, in this week's part, but, but uh, Kaddish Baruch Hu describes Avram, we know Avram is symbol of Olam Chesed Yibaneh, the world is built around kindness, and, and yet, yet, yet he's told to go to the Akedah, which is completely against is Teva and it's Vayashkema uh, Abraham Baboka. So here too, also, Gidon uncertain about what's going to happen, and yet, yet Gidon um, gets up early and goes to do to do the will of Hashem. 
and it always turns out to be the right thing, as we as we have seen in so many in so many instances. Uh, now, what we got up to uh, now, so the war was won, basically. Uh, we described last week the miraculous war, where 300 men divided by three defeated great armies. Um, the, the noise and the shofar and, and all of those things, all those symbols that we spoke about last week, uh, sent, sent the army, sent the Midianite army into, into chaos. It even says that they, they were attacking each other in the middle of the chaos. Uh, it was, they, they, they left. And it says the kings were captured, but some of them, some of them escaped. So there were a number of different kings. We see that also in the Chumash, that there were five different princes of Midjan by, by the war in Parshas Matos, when Pinchas leads the war against uh, Midjan because Midjan helped B'nai Yisrael, caused B'nai Israel to sin. Also there we see that there were five different Esavi, Vesrekem, Vesor, Veschor, Chameshes, Malche, Midjan. So we see Midjan was always divided into a number of different uh, groups and a number of different leaders. So some of them escaped um, and some of them did not. Now, um, a number of times I have pointed out that the story of this Sefer is a story of Jewish people not acting like the Jewish people. Um, so many times in this Sefer, we see that they so missed the boat. They so lack the understanding of basic Jewish values. Um, yes, it, it, you know, we certainly spoke about the, that they worshipped idols and they intermarry, which is the, the complete rejection of Jewish value, which is a complete rejection of Jewish values. But, but, um, but, but even more than that, we're going to say we're, we're going we're gonna to see we're going to see here that um, we're going to see here that that they're going to. Um, reject basic concept of gratitude. And we'll talk a little bit about that um, in, in a few minutes. So let's, let's read a couple of psukim and then I'll show you some, share with you some insight into what takes place. So again, the setting was the war is basically fought, but now Gidon has some unfinished business against the Midianites. Uh, and he wants to chase out the Midianites and reestablish peace in the land. Um, and, and, that's, and that takes us to Perichas. So um, it's on, if you're on the arts call, it's on page 164, chapter 8 in, in the book of Shoftim. So it says, So anyway, so it says that he comes, love Isha So he comes to the, the family of Ephraim, the Shevet. So they complain to Gidon. Now, let's think about this. The man just the man just saved the whole Jewish people, and and uh, they still complain. Like it's never good enough. It's <laughs> you know. Ask the rabbi. It's never enough. It's always complaints. <laughs> no, um, just kidding. Um, anyway, uh, now so so they come to him and they say like this. He said, what have you done to us? He says, you went to fight with Midian and, and you fought very, you know, very strongly with them. So, so what, what, what were they asking? So what, 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 was, what, what was their issue? 
So Masuda Stavit points out the Tchila Samilchama Kasher Alachta Lilachem Mazek Karon Lano Achar Nitzua. He says you went to war and you went to fight and then you called the slater to come help. So what good is it now? So I want to read you this. It's very interesting insight. He says like this: Amidjanim Anigafim Nimlatil Laavam Abrotayardain. The defeated Midianites went to cross over the Jordan. Most of them were destroyed by the Jewish people. Who, who ambushed them by the river. But the war was not over. Gidon was concerned that, and, and you know, it's interesting, we see this later in Sefer Shmuel, when where Gideon was concerned that the Midianites are gonna, you know, sometimes when you're defeated, you want to like overfight, right? like you don't accept the defeat, even though you know, even though you know the battle is pointless. But but you but you'd rather go down fighting than than, than you know than give up the war. Uh, we see that also in Sefer Shmuel um, when there's the war, the war that 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 the Plishtim take the arrow when Chofni and Pinchas are killed and Eli dies and everything everything changes. So what happens? So in the middle of that battle, they bring the Aaron Kodesh to, to, to the battlefield. And, and there's a big celebration, a big uproar, because the, the, the uh, B'nai Israel acted as if they won the war now that the Aaron is here. And the Pishtim hear about this tremendous uproar, and, and, and they, they start to cry, oh my God, the Aaron is here, and now we're finished. But then they sit down and they say, wait a second. So we have two choices here. We could accept the defeat, or we could fight to, fight to the death. And they choose to fight to the death. And not only that, but they're victorious. So, and they take the RO and, and that whole story, which maybe, maybe next year we'll, we'll get a chance to look at. Um, anyway, so, that, so, so Gidon was afraid of, of, the, uh, of the, they'll, they'll, come, they'll come back and they'll fight, even though they're defeated. So therefore he run, he crosses the, he crosses the yarding. V'radav acharei hamidjanim alev hamidbar. V'nei kamo legidon yirivum v'nei amo amdulo lemichshal v'makom lavo leezrasa. So what do these people do? Instead of helping him, no, I'm reading the notes. Uh, instead of helping him, they 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 do the opposite. They 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 stand in his way. They don't they don't uh, do what they're supposed to. And they fight with Gidon. They say, you know, how come, how come you were, how come now, how come now you're coming, you're coming to us? And it says, very interesting. So, what was this about? This is incredible. B'nai Shevet Ephraim, are you Gabasanim? They were, they were, because they said, because when the history books are going to be written, they're going to say Gidon was the the victor. And, and nothing is going to be said about us. That's all they cared about. They didn't care. They didn't care that there was there was 18 years or whatever the years was of harsh treatment of persecution. Now Gidon took care of all of that. He got rid of the Midianites. All they cared about was what, what, what's the history books going to say um, about about them. So let's let, let's read a little more, and, and then we'll get more into this. Pasuk Beis, Vayomer Aliyah. He said to them, so what does he do? He's brilliant. He, he turns the tables on them. 
This is what he says. He says, what, what, what have I done now? Hello, tov, ola, lo, sefrayim, me betzir, aviezer. He says, the gleanings of Ephraim are better than the vintage of Aviezer. Aviezer is him. He come, his father, uh, Yoash uh, Aviezer. Gidon uh, is called Aviezer. Uh, that refers to himself. But what was he saying here? So the Mephoshim all point now. Derech Mashal Kolomar. He said this was said um, as, um, as a, a parable. Hapechusim shebechem tovim me'agidolim Radak says, the greater ones among you, I'm sorry, the smallest ones among you are greater than the greatest ones among us. He says, your contribution is way better. What Gidon did was, uh, was like the gleanings, was like the batsir. So Gidon was the Batsir. He was the beginning of the development of the grapes. Like he, he was the he, he was the startup man. He started the war and he did a lot. You know, he defeated many people. And what was left after the greetings were the greater uh, grapes. So what happened was Ephraim defeated the kings and the leaders. And he said to them, what you guys did was a lot greater. You know, I killed the small people. You, you, guys, you guys took care of uh, the princes, of the kings, of, uh, of all the great people. What are, you, what are you complaining to me? Look what you guys did. You guys are going to go down uh, you know, even even stronger uh, than than who I am. So, so what? You know, so what? 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 What's your problem? So, what's what's really uh, upsetting about Shavit Shavit Ephraim? was that some of their great descendants, like Yehoshua, uh, and some say Devorah, um, and others were really, and the Mishkan, which was in Shiloh, was in the share of Ephraim. Um, they should have been, A, a they, they, they have their glory, because some great people came from them. And, and the fact that the Mishkan was in Shiloh and their share should have been, you know, they should have been holding their heads high. They should have been so upset about, about oh my God, they, they, they came in at the end and, and they weren't given uh, such, such great, um, great exposure. But Gaiva has uh, is an unbelievable, the Mishnah says in Perky Avos, Gaiva, the Hataiva, the Hakavot, and When you have, when you're hoarding, when, when you have, when you search, when you have, when you're lust, you, know, you look, you have, you fall of lust, and you and and you're searching for honor, you, you lose perspective. And we see it all the time. Well, we just look here. You know, they should have, they should have kissed the, the ground that Gidon walked on after everything he did for them. And yet, and yet, all they, all, all they did come to him is with a complaint. Because you lose, it's, it's, you lose perspective. If you're so caught up in yourself, you just lose perspective. You can't. 
it's not possible to look at things in a constructive way because because unless it channels through me, unless it's it's how I am and and, and how does it impact me and, and where and where do I you know where do I get in uh, on the on the upper side? If that doesn't happen, then, then it's not worth anything. I mean, think about Haman, right? Think about Haman. Haman was was the most powerful person in all of, of Paras and And what does he say? He says, because that one Jew is, is, is sitting at the gate and he's not going to bow down to me. I don't care about the wealth. I don't care about the power. That guy's got to bow down to me. And until that guy bows down to me, you have so much and, and, and one, one guy is not, you know, is not, and it's really the Kamsa and Bar Kamsa story as well. Like if you, if you think about the Kamsa and Bar Kamsa story, so, so the guy said to him, if, if you let me stay here, I'll pay for half, for, you know, whatever I eat. And he said, I'll pay for half the party. And then he said, I'll pay for the whole party. Just don't embarrass me. But no, but no, because he could not be mevater. I think Rabbi Israel Salanta has has levels of midos. One of them is called vatranis. Vatranis means, eh, let it go. Now the ability to let it brush off you, the ability to say, okay, it's okay. You know, I'm not happy. Okay, but to function in the world, you have to be that way. Not everything is going to go your way. Not everything works out the, the, the way things are. But we see time and time again, people, people just, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go forbid, talk about the election, but, but, you know, but a lot of things that, that, that go on, you know, it used to be, uh, you know, you didn't care. It used to be you didn't care if a Democrat won or the Republican won, because you knew the Congress, they'll get along, they'll come up, they'll, they'll, they'll be one for all and all for one. But now we hear that everyone is locked into what they are and you can't hear the other side. It's amazing. That, you know, it's, it's amazing that that's what our world is. I don't think it's any better in Israel. <laughs> How many times did they have to have elections until they figured it out? But they couldn't figure it out the first time. I know those are ridiculous. Get it together. Come on. But everyone has to be so, uh, you know, I, I, can't, I can't look past myself. And that's terrible me, though. It's, it's, it, removes, it removes you because it, it takes away your ability to have a, have a proper perspective. Gidon is the hero of the Jewish people. Doesn't matter. What did you do for me lately? Well, you're going to see further. It gets worse. What did you do for me lately? It's unbelievable. Let's continue. So he says to them, okay. So he told them, you listen, you guys did the, you, you captured the leaders. So it, so it says, at Taka, they kind of, they chilled out a little bit. Uh, you know, they, they, uh, they let it go, they let it go a little bit. Yeah, I want, I want to read you the words of the Ramban. The, you know, so, so the Ramban, um, in the year 1263, um, the Ramban debated the church, the famous debate at Barcelona, known as the Disputation. Excellent movie, if you can get a hold of it. It's a well, very well done movie to watch, the Disputation at Barcelona. Uh, anyway, 
Um, after the Ramban completely embarrassed the church, um, the church got upset at him, and eventually they forced him out of Spain. Uh, so, so the Ramban, so the the Ramban comes to um, comes to Eretz Yisro, um, and and he and and so so we know that he corresponded with it with his children, and he wrote a famous letter called the Geras Ramban. So I just wanted to read you a line in there, and I, and I, and, and I think this is part of this story. Yes, there's a, there's a song. Shema Bini. Mordechai ben David has a nice song. You should always act. You should always speak nicely to people. Um, at all times. And, and, and you should... You should be spared from, and you should spare yourself from from cause. If you teach yourself to always speak nicely, you know what that means? You take a deep breath before you say something. If you get hit, you get angry. Think before you talk, because if you if you think before you talk, you might be able to say something firm, but you can't. But you can't. But firm is not necessarily bad. So if you say it out of anger, so then it's no good. And it says, "Vazeti natsel min hakas," and and you should you should you should spare yourself from anger. Shehi midara lachtias adam, because anger is always the what causes people to sin. Kasheti natsel min hakas, when you can spare yourself from anger, tale alibcha midas anova, that causes humility to sin, because you realize that who, who might be angry, like. But like, like I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm so special that I, I should be angry at people. You know, you know, Baruch Hu has a plan, and, and I'm part of the plan. Humility is the greatest mita. It's the one thing that the, the Rambam talks about, what he calls the the um, the, 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 Hazahav, the the middle ground. He says there's one thing there's never enough of humility. Everything else, you know, you're not, we're not supposed to be extreme people. It's supposed to be somewhere, somewhere in the in the middle. Um, but um, but not humility, because when when a person has humility, because because it causes you to think first, it causes you to realize that certain things are, you know, just, you know, you have, you have to roll, you have to roll with the punches sometimes, and and and, and those people um, very often make good decisions. Um, they 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 don't act with anger, and they usually liked. Most people liked a, a, a humble person, and that was their mistake here. They you know they lost their sense of humility. Pasuk Dalid, Gidon Hayardena, Overhu Shlosh Meos Isa Sherito Ayefim Verofim. Here's where it really gets bad. Gidon crosses the Yarden. Remember, he's still after the rest of the Midianite group because he was afraid they were going to come back and attack. His people are tired from, and you know, they, they've been on, uh, on a war. They've been in war and it's tiring. Rabbi Wine tells the story that in the Six Day War, there, there was one regiment that fought in all three locations. Is that because in the first couple of days they destroyed the Egyptians, by day two or three the Egyptians were, were done. 
and then they moved up and they and they and, and they and they um, reinforced the the army in, in, at Yerushalayim and the in the areas where they attacked. And then and then when they were done with that, they went up to the uh, to, to the Golan. And and they so this one, one group of soldiers fought in all, in all three battles. It's reminiscent of the main regiment in the Battle of Gettysburg. Um, the main the famous story that the main regiment they fought. And and then they moved because then they moved them to the side and then Lee attacked to the left and and, and then they moved them to the right and then Lee attacked to to the right. So they so the main regiment fought in all three uh, parts of, of the um, of the battle. So here you have Gidon's guys. They're, they're the main regiment of the time, uh, and they're tired. But but they but they but they stuck with Gidon. That they, they, they ignored their tiredness. They. They, they, they understood their sense of mission. They understood where they need to go and what they're doing. So what do they do? So by Yomerlan Sukkot, they come to a place called Sukkot. Um, and he says to them, Gidon says to them, you know, feed, feed the troops, right? Troops are passing through the land, give them food. Because they are weary and tired. And he says, I, I am pursuing Zevach and Samuna, the king of uh, Midjan. Okay, so I'm afraid to even read the next passage because it's so scary. Scary. Bayomer Sarema Sukkot, Pasuk Vav. Akav Zevach the Samuna Ata Viadecha. He said, he says, did you capture them already? You want a reward before the, before the, before the act. What have you guys done? You captured? What did you, what do you do? You haven't done anything. You didn't capture them. We should, we should, we should supply your soldiers. It's scary. Unbelievable. David says, what? Yeah. Yeah. These are Jews. Unfortunately. <laughs> Wish they weren't. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Masuda David said, if you didn't capture them, so what's the greatness of of what you have done. So, Sha'ata Mispar Sheit Saltana Miyad Midjan. So Rashi says that, you know, Rashi says that, that, you know, you talk about how great you guys are, what you deserve. What have you done? Nothing. Done nothing? Scary. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just read to the end, uh, then I'll share I'll some I'll insight here. Vayomer Gidon. Lachem v'seis Hashem as zevach v'salmona biyadi v'dashti as pesarchem as kotsei amidbar as parankanim. Let me tell you something, guys. This Richard, you know, when you act a certain way, uh, I'm coming after you afterwards. I'm going to go and capture them, but I'm coming back here. And and and, and what you? This is not cool. What you're doing? It's not okay. What you're doing? And he says he says I'm going to thrash you. Your flesh with desert thorns and 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 beers. meaning he says as the Masudat David says kadam hadash tua like a person who threshes the 
the ground. Right, when you thresh, you, you, you bang, you bang the, you know, you're banging the ground. You're, you're working hard at the ground. So too, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bang against your flesh with the kotzim. So, now one more story, and then, then I'll show you some insight here. Bayal Misham Penuel. Then they go to Penuel. Penuel is in Chumash. Penuel is the name of the place that Yaakov fought with the with the angel. And it says afterwards, Vayikra Yaakov Shema Makom Ahu Penuel Kiraisi Hashem Sarisi Em Elokim Em Hashem Vatucha. Right? He says, I I you know I fought with uh, and I wrestled with the angel. Vayomer Aleihem Kazos. So he tells them the same thing. You know, give a you know help help the army. Right. Right, Vayanu also Anshe Penuel, Kasheranu Anshe Sukkot. And the people of Penuel gave him the same answer that the people of Sukkot. Vayomer Gamla Anshe Penuel, Emor, Bishuvi, Bishalom, and Totsis Amigdalazem. Apparently, they had a tower that, that, that helped them watch over the city. So he said to them, when, when, when I come back, that tower is going to be destroyed. You're not going to, you, you guys are in trouble. So, Number one, so there's a couple of points. Number one, the Gemara tells us, and I believe it's in Masech Sota. Um, it's also a Avon Fried song. Uh, there are three midos that a Jewish person is supposed to have. Rachmanim, Vaishanim, Gomlei Chasadim. They're supposed to be Rachmanim, compassionate. You know, I have a sense of mercy. Not, not too much, not supposed to have too much, but you know, where it's harmful. But overall, it's supposed to be compassionate people. You know, when, um, when, when the, I don't remember which hurricane it was that destroyed New Orleans. So the first, what? Katrina. So, so, so the first group of international people that offered to come and help were the Israelis. But the, and they, they, they even said that on NBC News. Um, I saw that. They were the first. Um, one of the greatest pictures of all time. I mean, the event was sad. I think it was, there was a terrible earthquake in Japan, and there was a picture on the cover of the Jewish Week of, of, the, of a dog with the Magin David Edom wrapped around his paw. That was, that was the, you know, the picture that you know, the, the Israeli army is on the scene helping. Um, helping. There is... Um, um, there, there was a child that was born in Haiti after the whatever the hurricane, whatever happened there. Um, it was called Israel. Because, it was an earthquake. Yeah, because uh, it was called the child was called Israel because the Israeli doctors were there and helped and helped the, the child give birth. That's who we are supposed to be. We're all Goyim. Now we're not. You know, so many times I've said about the world hates us, but that doesn't mean we're not supposed to do the right thing. We're still supposed to do the right thing. Doesn't matter what they say. We have to worry about ourselves, and and and, and we have a responsibility to act a certain way. And and Baishan, we're supposed to have a sense of shame. Sometimes we forget that we're supposed to be. We're supposed to have a sense of shame. Sometimes we do things in public that we should not be doing. Um, and I don't even. I don't. I, I don't even so mean. Uh, what the client might say. I mean, what what our own people should say about each other. I don't have a sense. Now we have to have a sense of shame. And Gomorrah Chasadim. We have to be kind. We have to be kind. Life is too short not to be kind, right? And 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 kind, you know, you know, kind 
obviously means the big things. It means, you know, the packing, you know, packing uh, packages for pay stuff for people and doing delivering and all. It definitely means that. But it has to mean in our daily interaction, how we, how we interact with people. That's supposed to be who we are and what we are. And when you see Jewish people, and, and it really, it speaks so much to the generation of the Shoftim that they had so lost their moral compass. You know, you know the Gemara, this is a famous Gemara, says, you know, I'll say that, that why the Jewish people worship idols? Because they wanted to be immoral. Because they understood, which is in a brilliant statement about who we are. Because they understood that if they serve Hashem, they can't be immoral. This doesn't go together. You know, that was the, you know one of the, the Gemara tells us in Masech Shabbos on, on Daf Laman, that, um, that one of the questions that you get asked when you go up to heaven is nasata minatata be'emuna. Know what that means? It means, it means that you deal honestly, not just in business, but, we, but were you honest people? Nasata minatata. Were you, were you holding in emuna? Did you believe in, in, did you believe and were you honest with yourself, with, with, your, with your family, with your business partners, with everybody? Nasata minatata be'emuna. That's how you're supposed to conduct your life. And when we lose, and, and so they worship the Vodazara because they understood that we can't be, we can't be immoral if we're going to serve Hashem. <laughs> it doesn't go together. And it has to go together. There has to be that, you know, Ben Adam Lachavero and Ben Adam Lamakam is one package, not two packages. I don't mean that in the extreme. I don't mean that if you're a bad person, you should put on tefillin every day. Of course you should. You know, but you know why? Because ultimately the tefillin is giving you makarism. Because, because if you keep putting on tefillin, even though you might be a bad person, maybe one day we, you'll, you'll, you'll stop and you'll think about why we put on tefillin every day and, and what it means to be connected to the Jewish people and you'll, and you'll do tshuva and you'll, you'll impact your way. That's why we don't say if you do one, you know, we don't, if I don't do one thing, I shouldn't do the other. No, that's great. You should keep as many mitzvahs as you can. Because the mitzvahs, uh, you know, mitzvah go rarest mitzvah, Chazal tell us. The more you do, the more, the more, the more you study, the more you, you appreciate, the more you're going to do, because the more you're going to see the beauty of the Torah. These people really, really missed. Uh, now, I mentioned, um, no, I'm not going to read it to you because there's, there's not good news. Um, Moshe Rabbeinu, you know, wasn't allowed to bring the Maka on the, on the, on the river because the river saved him. And he couldn't hit the land because the land protected him. And, 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 if, you, and if you think about it, it's, most, it's the craziest idea we, we, we come up with. What, what is, you know, so what? <laughs> so what, what, the land is going to come back to Moshe and say, oh, well, listen, hey, I, I, I protected you. Well, what are you doing? You know, it's, gonna, ah, it's the craziest idea. But, but, but the answer is no. It's not the craziest idea. Because Moshe has a responsibility to himself. Moshe has to look at things and say, there's an Indian of a Satov here. Even though the other side is inanimate. But it doesn't matter. Rabbi Dessel explains this. He says that, that feeling gratitude engenders an emotion. It's supposed to be an emotional experience to have a karasatot. And, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side. It doesn't matter if it was the water or the land. But Moshe, Moshe, Moshe looked at the water and said, you know, I was, in that, I was in the basket in that water. And the water didn't destroy me. The water didn't push me over. The water let me flow gently down until, until Paro's daughter discovered me. And I have to have a sense of that. And I killed the mystery. So nobody saw the land swallowed up the, the mitzvah. So, so, you know, there, there is, 
yes, the land is not going to feel how I feel, but, but I have to feel. And the more you feel, and the more, the more, the more you engender this mita in you, the greater you are. That's, a, that's how Rav Desla explains the, 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 the Medrash. He says that, that, that it, we have to engender in ourselves feeling. So when we look at this story, and we say the people of Sukkot, and we say the people of Penuel, we say they're bad people. Because, because Hakaras, the lack of gratitude, the Bali Musa say, is, is, is the worst mita. It's the worst mita. Someone, someone does something for you. Now remember, Gidon went with 300 people against 10,000. And, and, and the, the odds were not with him. I don't need to tell you that. Like by all stretch of the imagination, he should have been wiped out. That's not what happened. And, 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 and we described uh, two weeks ago that the Midian were the worst of, of the nations that came there with Israel. They couldn't even, they didn't even let them plant in, in the fields. They would come and, over, and overwhelm the fields. And, and here these people say, what have you done for me lately? What, what, you, what you, you, you didn't capture those, those kings. So why, why, why should we help you? Very, very, very difficult. Very difficult. And, that, and that's why the Novi writes this. That's why, what, what, what is the Novi? Why do we need to know the story? <laughs> you better off not knowing the story. But no, but that's the point. The Novi, as, as, we said, I said, as I said, week one, the message of Novi is to teach us lessons to the year 2020. As I told you, and I told you this many times, I said, if you read the Novi and you haven't learned the lesson, then you didn't read the, the story today. And that's the message. That it's not right what they did. And that's what the Shmuel and Ovi is telling us. It wasn't right what they did. And, 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 and maybe the job wasn't done. Maybe the kid don't had to do more in order to secure everything. But be your toe for what he did already. And, and, and the soldiers are coming. They're being moist and nefesh, and you're not going to give them bread and water. And that's why the Torah tells us that a, a, a convert from Moab can't, be, can't marry. Yes, he could convert, but he can't marry a, 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 a Jewish woman. Because we don't want those people. And that's the whole, that's the whole movement, also written by Shmuel Anobi. Uh, that's the whole movement of Rus from Moab, which is the land that, that represented no chesed, to Am Yisrael, which is the Am chesed. And, and, and that was Elimelech, who was Lat chesed, goes there. Rus comes here because, because there was a transference, because, because you know, we say the expression, Matzah Minas Mino. Everyone went to their own kind. Elimelech ran away from the opportunities to get to do give tzedakah, and he goes to Moab because they they're the people who don't give it. We're not giving people. Rus who couldn't take living with those people comes to us and becomes part of, and becomes the, the symbol of all kindness. The Chazal tell us the Megillah source is kulo chesed. You know, it's it's all chesed. That's why we read it on Shavuos because the Torah starts with chesed, ends with chesed, and is all about. And it's all about chesed. So let's, let's just quickly read the end of the story. Uh, right, so the two leaders of Midian were in a place called Karkar, and their camp were with, with them, about 15,000. Uh, and they were the survivors of the war, for the fallen ones were a uh, hundred and twenty thousand swordsmen. Imagine three hundred people defeated. Uh, almost more than three hundred, because the other later they joined. The other parts of the army joined. Right. So, 
So Gidon went and, and he and he defeated the the camp, even though the camp and the camp thought that they were secure. So the kings of, of Nijan ran away, and Gidon chased them. Eventually, he caught up to them, and and he was, and the whole camp was terrified. Gidon returned from the battle where the sun was high. By your code, Narmi on Sukkos, by Yishaleo. He came. He came to the men of Sukkos and he said to them, "By Yitobelav, as Sarei Sukkos v'Sikinah Shivim v'Shiva Ish." He came to the men of Sukkot and he said, "Here are Zevach v'Samona, whom you scorn, saying, are they here? Uh, and that we should give the the Inei Zevach by Yoma Inei Zevach v'Samona, Asher Chivavtem Osi Leimor." Gidon comes back to them, throws it in their face, and says, and says to them, Be here, here, you say you that you, you, you scorned me and you said, Oh, you, you didn't do your job. Well, here they are. I I I, I did my job. So he took the leaders and some desert thorns and beers. And with them he thrashed the men of Sukkot. Then he broke down the tower of Penuel and he killed the men uh, of, of the city. So th there's a consequence in life. Um, and, and part of this consequence. So Radak comments, why did he kill them? So the Radak says, Mashalo Amar Batrila. He doesn't tell them that he's going to kill them. He even totes us on Migdal. He just tells them that he's going to uh, destroy the tower. Lefisha, how you both Because they were they were confident. They knew Azus, and they and they answered him with scorn. They said, "Yeah, you're not gonna, you're not going to capture this uh, this tower." The Ataharagas on Sheayir, and now he killed them. Radak's Suggest that maybe they they were they were, they fought back against him. Kishabah uh, went out as as Hamikdah. You know it's reminiscent of, of the Syrians. You know the Syrians um, at the end, in, in forty eight and in sixty seven. You know they, they they took up impregnable uh, positions on the high mountains, and and the Israelis were were able to defeat them, push them out completely, clean out the Golan, and capture all, all of those areas. It's a, again again it's a repeating story. So so. Gidon, Gidon avenged these people. And then he turns to the two kings and he said, What sort of men did you kill in Tabor? He said, I killed men that look like that your appearance is like theirs, identical, like the form of the king's sons. Meaning they were they were handsome people. He said, he said they were exactly, they looked exactly like you. And they looked like princes. Uh, the way you look like a prince, they, they also look like a prince. He said to them, they were my brothers, the son of my mother. 
He said, you know, you know, this is a very interesting conversation because it's the because it's the same conversation that takes place between Shmuel and Agav. Uh, like he says to them, you know, what does he say to them? He said, had you not killed my brothers, maybe I would have spared your life. What does Shmuel say to Agav? Shmuel says to Agag that the word shakul, Rashi says in Chumash, it means a person who loses their child in their lifetime. It becomes Adam shakul. Yaakov uses that word. When, when they come and they ask Binyamin to go to Mitzrayim, uh, Yaakov tells the brothers, Oh, see, she called them. You're making me childless. You know, Yosef Shimon Right? Yaakov uses that word. So Shmuel says, just like, just like of course of you, women, women have to suffer the loss of children in their lifetime. Now your mother is going, is going to feel that. And then he kills that dog. It's just like the same thing with Sisra, uh, to Yavevim Sisra. We see that, we see that repeating story. And, and, and Gidon, and Gidon tells them, um, and that's your, that's what happens to you. So then he tells his son to kill them, and he's too, too scared to do it. So instead of the, of the children doing it, um, Gidon himself does it again. Again, the comparison to Shmuel, Shmuel doesn't ask Shaul to kill Agag after Agag spared him. Shmuel himself takes the, the, uh, takes, takes the reins and, and he kills Agag um, uh, of Amalek. You know, and it, you know, it's very interesting because Shmuel was, was, like, was the kindest person. Uh, and and that's, that's just a tremendous lesson that, that, that kindness has to be, again, measured. Meaning sometimes, if you're too kind, then you're not going to fight against the enemy because you're not going to want to shoot, shoot the gun and they're going to shoot you. And that's not how it's supposed, that's not how it's supposed to be. There has to be, um, um, the art school in its introduction to Megillah Sester talks about how Shaul displayed what's called misplaced mercy. That when he had mercy on, on Agag, the king of Amalek, instead of killing him, and eventually from that relation that happened that night, generations later, Haman came, he says, he says it was misplaced mercy. No, sometimes you have, you have to shoot because if you don't shoot, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get anyone. Sometimes for the sake of peace, there has to be a war, and and and, and that's also a message. The Torah tells us how to fight wars. And the Torah tells us that sometimes you have to go out and and destroy Amalek and, and and do things like that. And that was what Gidon was also trying to teach the people that some that, that kindness is great. It, you know, it was a dual lesson. On the one hand, the people of Sukkot and the people of Punuel failed in a basic and the basic lesson of Akarasatov, of gratitude, uh, of recognizing that people have, have literally sacrificed their lives to protect you. Give them bread and water, give them, give them a meal, make, a, you know, make them a cup of coffee, you know, give them a couch to lie on. They didn't want to do that. And, and they failed in that area. And Gidon sent the message very strongly, that's not how Jewish people act. And the same thing with the, with the kings of Midjan. You didn't have to be so harsh. You know, the Torah tells it, we just read it yesterday. You know, we're supposed to be slaves in Mitzrayim. But, but, but Paro didn't have to kill the children. And Paro didn't have to overdo it and, and make and do Avodas Perah. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, don't worry. There is retribution. If they overdo it, they're going to be there. But if the, but if the Mitzrayim don't, over, oh, you know, don't treat us properly, 
then it's going to be, I'm going to judge them, and they're going to be punishment. And and Mitzrayim ki Hashem, and the Mitzrayim are going to know ki Hashem. And that's the message of this story here. That Gidon, on the one hand, on the one hand, is disappointed, and, and there's a terrible consequence for people who didn't show basic midah of, of gratitude. And on the other hand, when, and, and, you know, in the war, you have to kill the enemy. Because if you don't kill the enemy, they're going to come back on you and they're going to attack you. And that's something that David Amelech understood when he cleared away the borders, because he understood that they can't build the base of Migdash unless all the enemies are cleared out and the borders are secure. And, 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 that's, and that's what eventually happened as well. Okay, we're going to stop here. Um, and we'll, Mr. Shem will continue next week uh, with these uh, wonderful stories. They for sure him. Have a good night, everybody. See you next week at the same time. Take care.